Good morning again. Good morning. Happy Sabbath to everyone. I hope you don't mind. I have to have a little help today. Is that okay? All right, good. Full confession. You see that our subject today is on hope. And uh, I, I want to make sure that you, I couldn't understand why that word kept resonating in my mind over the last couple of weeks. When pastor asked me to cover on the 17th, I said, yes, I will, because I didn't want to get caught having to go to Oshkosh. So I said, well, I'd rather be here, right? And then, of course, uh, my understanding of what goes on in Oshkosh was confirmed when I saw several pictures of rain and raincoats and a line of about uh, 60 Andy Gumps. <laughs> Praise the Lord for our comfortable church today. But if anyone from Oshkosh is looking, God be with you. Glad you're tuning in. And uh, we wish you the best and look forward to you coming. Second disclosure. Um, maybe the second. Yeah, second disclosure. Um, the deal with hope, why it's running around my head. Some of you know what I do for a living. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this word hope in my mind all the time? You, if you don't know, I work for the city of hope. And a little uh, advertisement here, if it's okay. City of Hope is ranked number one cancer hospital in the West for this year. All right? And I happen to think, well, maybe it's because I joined there about a year ago. Maybe I made it better. I don't know. But anyway, last point, full disclosure. This sermonizing uh, is not really my bag of tea. I spent a year and a half in seminary thinking that that's the direction I was going. And wouldn't you know it, in the middle of my second year, my Greek teacher called me over and he put his arm around me. And he said, Milt, is this what you want to be doing all your life? Well, I, I, I think so, Elder Richardson, I think so. Let me suggest something. Or how about this? I'll make a deal with you. I will, this is a little embarrassing, I will give you a D in Greek. That's right, a gift of D. If you promised to take the next year thinking about if this is the journey you want to make. Needless to say, I didn't finish that journey to be a minister. It was okay with my dad. He understood. And so I took a different path. All right. Today we're going to talk about hope. And here I have something to propose to you. This is not a bribe. It's an incentive. It's an incentive. I have $20 for the person who comes to the comes closest to counting the number of times I say the word hope 
in today's sermon. Now, word is accurate, and if I stick to the script, that's why I have this. Word is accurate. There's, it's whether I say hope or any hoped, hopeless, any time that shows up, keep count. At the end, in the back, if you kept count, you come see me, and if you got the number or the closest, I have $20 for you. Your choice. If there's, well, no, I'll tell you when to start. It's a good question. I'll tell you when to start. Hope, 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 hope. No, don't start now. And if there's a tie to the one who comes up closest, and to me, I don't like the closest without going over. Just the closest, okay? Just the closest to the number of times use the word hope or any derivative of hope, all right, in, in, the, in the sermon. But I have a tiebreaker, so if there's a, if there's a tie, then uh, those that are tied will go over the tiebreaker. Are you ready? Is it time to start? <laughs> you want it over with? I can go to the last page if you'd like. If you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what road you follow. If you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what road you follow. We're starting. She had her medical issue now for 12 years. She searched out and saw every physician she could, every priest that would listen. She spared no expense to see every expert. Her money ran out. She now occupies a small two-room hovel. She cannot be with anyone because of her problems. And she's lost every friend that she ever had. At one time, she had hope there would be a cure. For sure, someone would be able to make her healthy again. But now, as she looked out her window, she saw the people moving to the center of town. Her hope was slipping. As she listened to the crowds and the people speaking as they were streaming by her window, she overheard talk about the man who was coming to her town. Why would he come to her town? She's heard so many wonderful things about this man. Unbelievable stories of healing and caring. Her hopes were lifted. If I can only talk to him. No, no. If I, I could only get his attention. If I could only touch him. Yes. Just touch him. And if the stories that people talk about are true, then 
เรียนเด็กคนนี้ถูกป่วยมาตั้งแต่อายุ38ปีและเขาตั้งใจที่จะเป็นโรคที่มีผลเพียงแค่ใดๆแต่แค่ใดๆถ้าแค่ใดๆจะช่วยเขาวันต่อวันเดือนต่อเดือนปีต่อปีปีต่อปีเขาอยู่ในที่นี้ตลอดเวลาหวังว่าจะมีคนมาช่วยเขาและในเวลานี้เขาจะมีคนมาช่วยเขาและในเวลานี้เขาจะมีคนมาช่วยเขาและในเวลานี้เขาจะมีคนมาช่วยเขาและในเวลานี้เขาจะมีคนมาช่วยเขาและในเวลานี้ And at the right time, they were faster than he was. Someone was always first. There was no one to be with him, to help him in this special moment. When the moment came, he was alone. Then he heard a voice. What well, the man is speaking to him? Would this man? Stay with him and assist him. Well, the man asked him a question. Look, what, what did the man say? Do you want to get well? Of course I do, he said. But I need someone to assist me, so that when that special moment comes, someone can help me, so I can be first. So if You could please assist me, then, then, the gentleman had a very important job, and in fact, lots of money. A nice big house, nice gardens, servants. Not really any big problems. Well, not any problems, other than not having any real good friends. In fact, most people didn't even like him. That is, unless he threw a party. But he knew that they were not really his friends. They were more like leeches. He hoped that his life could be different. He hoped for a life that had value and meaning. He hoped for a purpose to his life. He searched different leaders and teachers for advice. None of the advice that he received seemed to help him. He tried belonging to many groups and societies, but all left him feeling empty. But he heard about a special man who had a group of followers. And it was reported their popularity was growing. The word on the street was that this man possessed many special talents and spoke words of wisdom. Others seemed to be drawn to him, and those that responded to this man, well, their lives became better. Their lives were changed. They became fulfilled. And guess what? Wouldn't you know it? This man was coming 
to his town. He decided to just go and take a look to see if he could see this man and his followers. Maybe, 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 just maybe he hoped he would see what gave others their fulfillment. So he found out which way this man was coming and settled into a location that would give him an advantage to see him. Oh, here he comes. Here comes the man. Here he comes. Here he comes. The book of Hebrews has a lot to say about hope. I want to share some text to you, with you today about hope and some verses that may be of encouragement to you. Now, I don't want you to confuse biblical hope with traditional optimism. Make sense? Who, who, who here is a fisherman? When I think of optimistic people, I think of the fishermen. Oh, I guess we're not, there's not too many fishermen here in Santa Clarita. My grandfather was a fisherman, and he took pride in the number of fish he got and how little time it took him to get it and what kind of fish he got, and he had special techniques for everything. He was a great fisherman. Have you ever heard this one? A guy asked his neighbor how the fishing was going. Better, his neighbor said. Last week I went out four hours and didn't catch a thing. Yesterday, I got the same result in three hours. That's optimism. Please know that biblical hope is based on certainty. Biblical hope is based on truth. Biblical hope is based on the promises of God, and God does not lie. The writer of Hebrews tells us not to lose hope and turn away from Christ. Don't fall back to your old ways. You don't have to lose the great hope which you have, but is it waning? He charges you, the writers of Hebrews charges you to be confident in the hope of salvation through Jesus Christ. Maybe we begin to lose hope because we have exhausted all the resources we have in the pursuit of a cure. Maybe we begin to lose hope because no matter how close we are to God's people, they don't seem to be there when we need them. Maybe we lose hope because for some reason, a life of enjoyment and happiness eludes us. Maybe we start to lose hope because we are facing doubts and internal conflict. Maybe our hope fades because we forgot to anchor our hope in Jesus. The emphasis of hope in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews says that all our hopes should be anchored in Jesus Christ. Let's look at some passages. You may want to mark them down so you can turn to them later. 
in times of confusion, strife, doubt, or what you think things are becoming hopeless. Hebrews 3, 5 through 6. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. This passage contrasts Moses and Jesus. Moses is in God's house, but Christ, Jesus, is over God's house. When we are in the battles of life, fighting doubt, discouragement, stress, we hold on by realizing that Jesus is Lord. Holding on to Jesus, who is Lord over our lives. Holding on to the one whom we glory, we admire, we love because he loves us. Holding on to the one who has given us victory through the death of his son. Keeping our hope anchored in Jesus. Hebrews 6, 9-11 Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case. The things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be realized. No matter how much good we do or how much we accomplish for Christ, the full realization of hope is yet to come. Our hopes are strengthened when we give Jesus the glory for all good works that he does through us. Even in the end, at our destination, then our hopes will be realized. Hebrews 6, 18-20 God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf he has become our high priest forever. We are called to embrace hope and anchor this hope in Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Stay away. Get away from anything that continues to diminish or compete with our hope in Jesus. Hope as an anchor, firm and secure in Christ. By the way, keep your, your visual correct. 
This anchor doesn't go down in the water. It goes up to Jesus, who is at the right hand of the Father. There is nothing more secure or stable than that. In Romans 1.4, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, by the hope of his guarantee, we draw near to God. Yes, anchored in the security of his love. Hebrews 10, 22 and 23. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he has promised to be faithful. Again, it is by hope we draw near to God and anchor ourselves unswervingly to him who is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Because of Jesus, we can have confidence that our hope in him is not in vain. Hold on to hope. Find fulfillment in hope. Remain steady by hope. Draw near to God through hope. Hold unswervingly to hope. Anchor your hope in Christ your Lord. To love means loving the unlovable. To forgive means pardoning the unpardonable. Faith means believing the unbelievable. Hope means hoping when everything seems hopeless. Indeed, when our lives are disrupted by chaos, we have that anchor, the hope to be found in Jesus Christ. That will keep us steady and provide a pathway to the gates of eternity. If I could only touch him. Yes. Just touch him. And if the stories are true, then, then, and she did. She touched the cloak of Jesus. Who touched me, he asked. How did you know, she said. He said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. That day the power of a woman's hope brought her faith into action. The hope of a cure and normal life instantly became her reality. Do you want to get well? Of course I do, he said. 
but I need someone to assist me at that special moment when the water stirs. Someone else always is ahead of me. So if you could assist me, then everything I hoped for would be realized. Jesus, however, did something even more miraculous. He said, Do you want to get well? Sir, he replied, I have no help. I'm hoping you can assist me. Jesus responded, giving power to the hope in this man's heart. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once, the man picked up his mat and walked. Others seemed to be drawn to him, and those that responded to this man, well, their lives were changed. They became fulfilled within their lives. And guess what? Wouldn't you know it? This man was coming to his town. He decided to just go and take a look at this man and his followers. Maybe, just maybe, he hoped, he would see what gave them fulfillment. So he found out which way the man was coming and settled into a location that would give him an advantage to see him. Here he comes. Here he comes. Uh, 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 he's looking up at me. Zacchaeus, you come down. I'm going to your house today. You are going to feed and shelter me, and I'm going to tell you where your hope is to be anchored. Then you will find a greater purpose in your life. It's about treating others honestly and sharing your good fortune with those who are less fortunate. I understand, Master, he said. From this day forward, I will be honest, respectful, giving, sharing, and loving. Hope led each of these three people to Jesus. One came to Jesus as a last resort, a last gasp. One came to Jesus by chance meeting, and one came by purposefully seeking Jesus. Each of their lives changed once they discovered that their hope would be anchored in him. Where is your hope anchored? Are you anchoring your hope in Jesus? Follow the suggestion of the psalmist. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. Our hope is anchored in you alone. My friends, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what road you take. 
But remember, you matter to Jesus. He loves you without end. He desires each of you, each one of us, to anchor our hopes in him.